Remember the good old days when schools and churches were the cornerstone of society. But now, instead of being part of a rock-solid foundation, they are more like Jello, squirting out the side of Bill Cosby's mouth when he used to do those commercials. Does he eat Jello in jail? Is that on the menu? Although, I think he's out now on appeal. What a underhanded criminal he was and is. Slimeball. Here's a verse that applies since the beginning of time and especially now. Because this is exactly what is going on today. Every day of our lives, especially in our schools and churches. The book says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Who change darkness into light and light into darkness who change bitter into sweet and sweet into bitter nowadays they call it gaslighting where they tell you the sky is orange the trees blue and the grass pink and then they spend all their energy trying to convince you that it is until finally like most people you respond back okay Whatever you say, you go right ahead and tell me what to think and feel. I will trust you implicitly because I'm basically a slave to your manipulation. Is this what we become? Weak, pathetic weasels that give up our rights, freedom, and soul to the evil powers that be? Where's your character and dignity? And more importantly, where is your God and your faith? Is your conviction and connection to God's God so soft and wishy-washy that you give up without a fight? Well, if that's the way you want to be, that's fine. But hopefully there's a significant amount of people out there who will have nothing of it, who will stick to their guns, literally, and fight back every step of the way. Because these minions of Satan are all around us. Expert liars and deceivers, they do exactly what that verse says. Tries to turn good into evil and evil into good. Light into darkness and darkness into the light. And if you're just going to let them get away with it, then shame on you, as they say, because you will live to regret it. Live to regret your actions or inactions, as the case may be. So once again, the Bible prophesizes and predicts what is going to happen at the moment and what is going to happen in the future. It's never wrong. It just isn't. As an example, the Bible talks about the abomination of desolation. Have you ever heard of that? There are actually three of them where Jerusalem and the temple were obliterated and destroyed, leveled to the ground, First, it was the Babylonian Empire doing the dirty work. Then it was the Roman Empire in 70 AD. The final third one will come right before Jesus comes back a second time to earth. Now, this third time where Jerusalem and the temple will be destroyed once again, it's more of a spiritual attack led by the Antichrist toward the end of time. Because many times in the New Testament since Jesus the temple is described as our bodies, which house the Holy Spirit. 
and Jerusalem and Abraham's descendants are now considered all of us, all of us who believe in Jesus Christ. So this desolation that takes place can very, very well be the, the degradation and corruption that occurs within our own bodies, whether physical or mental. That's assuming that humans still have brains in their head, because nowadays you can't tell. No independent critical thinking of any kind, like a street sign that says dead end, but instead of dead end, it's dead brain. Because it's no longer functioning and operating as it once did in many people. Now, when discussing this abomination of desolation, many people are quick to bring up a guy named Antiochus, who arrived on the scene somewhere between the book of Daniel and Jesus' time on earth, who made a mockery of God and his law as he desecrated the temple in so many ways. But even though he did all this, he did not literally destroy Jerusalem and the temple. He didn't burn it to the ground, so to speak. So he did damage, but not enough to be considered or included in this abomination and, des and desolation conversation. It's uh, interesting that every generation has gotten samples and previews of the disasters to come. Major severe corruption, lawlessness, wickedness, and depravity. Major torture and death perpetrated by evil. Which brings me back to the opening Bible verse that they don't even consider it evil, but they consider it good to torture and kill babies, to murder millions in the name of a just war, to mutilate young children mentally and physically as they cut off private parts to add others. The whole thing is demented and perverted. But again, they're attempting to change evil into good. Because they enjoy disobeying God Almighty in order to follow the instructions of Satan to do the exact opposite of what Jesus preaches. It's really so obvious at this point, making it easy to choose God's side instead of Satan's. Just the rocketing increase in drug use and suicide should in indicate to you that what's really going on in this world. Because to me, I see less and less people happy and content with peace in their heart and mind. Hey, if your neighbors are going to follow, follow the leader and get in line behind the Pied Piper of sickness, then let them. That doesn't mean you have to do the same. Keep God close and he will protect and direct you every step of the way till the end. The book says, do not fear those who deprive the body of life, but cannot destroy the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both body and soul in Guyana. In other words, even though the bad guys one day may take your life, they can't take your faith and your belief in God Almighty and Jesus Christ. So let's all stand strong. And if you don't want to do it for yourself then maybe do it for your kids, right? I listened to this guy the other day giving his testimony on what happened in his life and why he believed in Jesus. He was talking about giving up his vice, 
pretty much like we should give up our vice president? Why do we even have one? To hear Kamala Harris cackle like a drunken hyena? Sounds a lot like Hillary's, doesn't it? But worse. Talk about a dead brain. Her cranium is literally empty. As we speak, there's three mice that live in there trying to get out. That's all there is. So this guy asked God, do I have to give up smoking and drinking? And God said, yes, I'll give you something better. And do I have to give up the women on top of it? Really? And God said, yes, I'll give you something better. And that, and that is something we all should hold on to. Because whatever your vice or idol is, sometimes it's hard to break away from it. And when you do, it's always calling you back. So if you're in the midst of that battle, just keep saying to yourself that God says, yes, I'll give you something better. Do I have to give up this, that, and the other thing? Yes, because God is telling you, I'll give you something better. Even though you don't see it and comprehend what, what it could be, it doesn't matter if you see it or not, because we continue to live by faith and not by sight. If God tells us something, we believe it. And if you want to call it blind faith, then fine, that's what it is. Put your blinders on like a horse and keep out all the nonsense that pulls you away from God. Do not rely on your own understanding. Always believe that God has something better for you, which will always mount higher and never decline. He who started the good works in you will see it through to completion. Until Jesus comes back a second time. That's what the book says. So I believe it without question. See how easy that works? Yeah, why, why torture yourself by going back and forth? Should I or shouldn't I? Maybe just one more time? Why, why are you putting yourself through all that nonsense? Just cut it off once and for all. Never to return. The best way to spread the love to family and friends and to support Don't Bring Up God is to go to pavlinskypoems.com. We have the most beautiful 8x10 frameable cards available for mom, dad, son, daughter, sister, friend, girlfriend, boyfriend, or spouse. Perfect for birthdays, anniversaries, any special occasion, or just because. You can get the 8x10 frameable cards separately or on plaques. Whatever you decide. So go to pavlinskypoems.com. That's P-A-V-L-I-N-S-K-Y-P-O-E-M-S.com. Thank you. To all those who would take God away, up, up your giggy. Who would take our freedom away, up, up your giggy. And to all those who would take our guns away, up, up your giggy. We here at Don't Bring Up God on WAEB believe in positive change, but not changing from good to bad or godly to evil. No, that's unacceptable, and we will fight back on it. Show to all those who would attempt to brainwash us and to silence us and to establish socialism, we all see Hey, the phone number, if you want to participate in today's festivities, is 610-720-7900. That's 610-720-7900.
And yeah, sometimes as we sit all by ourselves alone in our house or apartment, sometimes we think we're missing out on something. But that's okay. Just say to yourself, you know what? I'm going to miss out. I don't care. I've committed to this way of thinking and behaving, behaving, and, and I'm going to stick to it no matter what. Stick to it to the very end and let the chips fall where they may. That's what real self-control and discipline looks like, abiding by the word of God and living accordingly and keeping the vices away from you. Where at times, with the, with the self-control and discipline, you really don't feel like doing something, but you do it anyway. And other times you really do feel like doing something and you don't. So if you do feel like this, like you're missing out on something, all that means is that you're doing it right. Let this world spin around off its axis if it wants to, just as long as you stay grounded and keep your foundation in God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Explain and describe to us by the Bible. If you do that, then you're at the peak of your existence because there's nothing better than that. No materialistic item or temporary thrill of vice, of a vice, none of it. Just remember that your true rewards and treasures are found in the next life, in the new heavens and the new earth, not down here in this dump. And some people don't see it. It's like saying you're overweight oversized 40-pound cat is more ferocious than a nine-foot tiger living out in the wild. Yeah, that cat that lazily hides behind your curtains and sofa, you don't even know where that thing is half the time. It could be stealing your money for all you know. But Satan is the god of this earth. And since that's the case, how do you think things are going to go? Pure chaos that we see outside our window is expected with him at the controls, right? The love, peace, happiness, and joy will only come when Jesus comes as king calling the shots once and for all with his true believers. Now, we do have nice times down here on earth from time to time, for sure, with many good things taking place throughout our life. Of course we do. We certainly welcome the good with the bad as much as possible. But again, let's keep the overall perspective of where the light comes from and where the darkness comes from. Once you understand and isolate who our true enemy is, you're much less likely to fall for Satan's tactics and schemes to keep you away from God. It just won't work anymore. Hey, one of the best books of the Bible is the book of Timothy. There's actually two of them written by Paul to give us encouragement and to tell us how to be a servant of God, how we can be most effective in spreading the word of God for our benefit and the people around us. Paul starts off telling Peter, not no, Timothy, Timothy, that he prays that grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father will be with him, which is the best thing you can hope for another because grace is unmerited favor where God blesses you with things that you definitely don't deserve. And mercy is just giving you a break. 
where he lifts and takes away the bad things that you do deserve. And peace is something we all need from God. The Bible talks about us entering God's rest in relation to the Sabbath and entering the promised land, where it's God's rest and peace that we now dwell in and enjoy. Yeah, all three of those things are invaluable. Paul talks about having a clear conscience, which lends itself to a sincere faith. That conscience given to us by God to help us understand and choose what's right and wrong. So if you have something bothering you, something on your conscience, then you need to deal with it. Just don't let it fester. You know, the more you ignore it, that's what happens, right? Where it turns from a little stone into a huge boulder that eventually falls down on your head and crushes you. That's not good for anybody. So clear that conscience and strive for a pure heart. Learn how to be 100% honest and truthful to yourself and your fellow man. And don't tell the truth strung with a bunch of little white lies. No, that doesn't cut it. Strung like Christmas lights around the tree that you never can take off without entanglements and breakage of some kind. You know what I'm talking about. I, I used to have a cat that climbed up the tree, making it fall one year in the middle of the night, no less. I thought a burglar was in the house. Oh, yeah, that endeared her to me for sure. What, what was her name? Sneezy. Yeah, because when we got her astray, she sneezed all the time, so we called her Sneezy. Wasn't that cute? I think it was. Paul reminds Timothy to stir into flame the gift of God bestowed when my hands were laid on you. Yeah, when you are given a gift from God, you need to use it. You don't ignore it, and you don't use it for evil. That gift, whatever it is, was given to you for a reason. And if you ignore that gift and don't put it into practice, then you're essentially ignoring God who gave it to you in the first place. You think there's something better in your life than the gift you have? There isn't. And once you accept that and the responsibility of it, you'll be the most happy and content person alive. Because there's nothing better in this world than doing the will of God. I hope we all understand that one day. And I and I love that expression, stir into flame. That's what I'm talking about. Because flame and fire many times symbolizes the, the power of the Holy Spirit. Where the Holy Spirit is active in you and through you. Yeah, that's, that's a great place to be. So don't be bashful or shy. Uh, light up a fire. And let those flames burn into a godly spiritual forest fire for the good of mankind. The book says, The spirit that God has given us is no cowardly spirit, but rather one that makes us strong, loving, and wise. Oh yeah, once again, that's what I'm talking about. Strong, loving, and wise. Where you become like a tidal wave of power in the name of God. That nobody can stop. As that wave comes upon you and others as a cleaning agent. To wash away all the sickness 
with only the beauty of God remaining. Can you see that picture? I can, with beautiful sunrises and flowers, mighty trees with the green grass and oceans. Yeah, we got to tap into that as we become each day stronger and more loving and wiser because God definitely equips us to do his will. He's got it covered where nothing can stand in your way. The book says, therefore, never be ashamed of your testimony to our Lord. Are you ashamed? Are you embarrassed to bring up Jesus's name in public? Are you? Because if you are, that's a problem. Even to family members and close friends, you don't want to bring that up, right? Like today, Memorial Day weekend. How about bringing up God and Jesus just one time? Just the name, one time. Just sneak it in there in passing. Don't make a big deal out of it. I mean, the thousands of people that are listening right now. Can you imagine if everybody brought up at the picnic in front of, I don't know, 10, 20, 30, how many people were there? Just bring up God and Jesus somehow, some way. Right? What a, what a great, powerful force that we can have in the Lehigh Valley and beyond. What do you think? At the picnic, one time, bring up God and Jesus. Can you do that? Yeah, I think you can. I think we all can. Because if you're ashamed of God and Jesus, that's a problem. And you need to change that immediately. Pray to God to give you the strength and wherewithal to do so. Because all this knowledge and love that resides inside your head is worthless unless you speak it. A buried treasure is useless unless it's found, right? If you've got a cannon in war, then you better shoot it. Don't wait for someone to tell you to do so or, or force you to do it. No, do it on your own volition. And stand strong and hold your ground knowing that you're a soldier of God. And speaking of soldiers, how can they walk up miles, walk four miles uphill with a 60 to 70 pound backpack along with the weight of their weapons? I can't walk up the steps with a gallon of milk. And if I do, my wrist, back and knees will hurt for three days. You think I'm kidding? If you don't believe me, just ask my wife. I've become a nightmare for her, eh, sadly. But she's strong. She can take it, I hope. <laughs> the Bible says that we should be like soldiers and not entangle ourselves in the affairs of civilians. We are to take orders from the commander and follow them, our commander being Jesus. And we shouldn't be distracted with gossip and nonsense that adds up to nothing. That's one good thing about getting older. You learn to eliminate the things that are meaningless, that have absolutely no end game whatsoever. It's like emptying your shed, attic, or garage of all the junk that's just sitting there collecting dust and getting in the way. Just get rid of it once and for all so it clears the deck for the new to come in like a roaring line, so to speak. Clearing the cobwebs from your brain so you can operate more effectively. That's what we all need to do. I don't want to brag, but yes, I am God of this world. I call the shots.
to give everybody instant satisfaction and pleasure, never mind how temporary it may be. I would like to give out an award today, an Oscar if you will, a Beelzebub for best liar with a straight face, destroying others while building up yourself, having delusions of godhood, destroying the United States and for pretending to lead with a clear, defective brain. The nominees are Dr. Grouchy, Bill Hates, Klaus Slob, George Moros, and Joe Hyden. And the winner is... There must be some mistake. It says all of the above. This decision cannot stand. If nobody wants this Beowls Above award, then I'll accept it. Since I motivate all wicked evildoers to do what they do, I'd like to thank the Academy, my demons and fallen angels. I'd like to thank my... Hey, everybody, on this Memorial Day weekend festivities, uh, don't forget the podcast, the Don't Bring Up God podcast. You can listen to the last 100 shows if you like, just there, waiting for you free. Makes the time goes, go faster in the day sometimes, listening, at, listening uh, during work or activities or working out, whatever, washing dishes. All you got to do is search Don't Bring Up God podcast, and then it will come up on some kind of platform like Apple, Blueberry, iHeartRadio. There's a bunch of them there. Search Don't Bring Up God podcast, and you'll get there. The phone number, if you want to participate in today's festivities, is 610-720-7900. The book says, God has saved us and has called us to a holy life, not because of any merit of ours, but according to his, to his own design. So we no longer live for ourselves, but for God. And we are humble about it. We no longer look to take credit for our good deeds. Because once you take credit, you begin to puff yourself up again. And before you know it, you're thinking that you're all that, you're all that again. That, hey... Maybe it's not God. Maybe it's really me doing all this great stuff. Maybe I deserve this, that, and the other thing. To the point where we create idols of ourselves. Putting ourselves up on a pedestal once again. And this is something we got to guard against. Don't achieve in the name of the Lord only to return to your earthly human nature ways. Don't go around in circles. Once you see the light, you got to stay in it. Don't be overcome by darkness again because Satan is always lurking around the corner waiting for you to slip up, waiting to make you yourself into a God to point where you think you need to the point, rather, where you think you need to the point for the third time. 
that I, there, there's that beeping on that phone. I don't know if that's coming through and you're hearing that, but I'm going to throw that phone out the window. I mean, I lowered the volume, but it's still ding, ding. It was doing that earlier. I don't think it's doing it now. I don't think it's coming through. I put it out in the, I put it in the corner of the studio. But anyway, Satan and his tricks, waiting to make you yourself into a God to the point where you think you don't need a God almighty. But as long as you resist him, he'll eventually wander away. That's why we keep God close in all that we do. Just like people worrying about death all the time. Don't worry about death. Worry about life and death will take care of itself. Just like believing in God. Believe in God and keep him close and the evil will take care of itself by dropping off you and going away to the point where Satan will leave you alone thinking that he's got no shot with you anymore. Maybe 10 years ago when you were more vulnerable and weak and didn't have a great foundation, he could get to you. But not now. It's over. He knows he lost us to God as we are permanently on God's team. So God's gain is Satan's loss. Sort of like a wife gaining 10 to 12 pounds because her gain is my loss. Because the extra gaining of weight means more of a loss of money for me. Because she needs all new clothes now. Nothing fits anymore. Oh, I can't wear this. Well, why not? Just wear a poncho to cover everything. How's that? My wife didn't like that idea. The book says, guard the rich deposit of faith with the help of the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. Such a great line. The faith and help of the Holy Spirit is like a seed growing and getting bigger each day as it grows into a huge, gigantic, strong redwood tree, giving nesting and refuge to the birds of the air as it emits oxygen for us to breathe it's just a win-win situation for everybody. So let's pray for the Holy Spirit to work in and through us. Because God sent Jesus, and Jesus sent the Holy Spirit, which is vital for our well-being. When Jesus left this earth, earth, he told the apostles, I must go, so you can receive the paraclete. That's a crazy word, isn't it? The paraclete. Parasailing, that's the only thing I can relate to that word. And cleat, cleats, you know, the cleats you wear for football. All right, but I digress. So you can receive, so we all can receive the paraclete is why Jesus left, the Holy Spirit. All right? That's the most important thing at this moment because without the Holy Spirit, you can do nothing. But with the Holy Spirit, you can do miraculous things with power but beyond your imagination that you never had before. And here's the exact quote about the soldiers that I talked about earlier. It says, no soldier becomes entangled in the affairs of civilian life. He avoids this in order to please his commanding, his commanding officer. There you go. It bears repeating. Yeah, it did. And that's why it's so important for us all to read the Bible. It's great to listen to preachers, pastors, and evangelists. But many times, that's just not enough. You have to go in person to hear God speak to you through the Bible. 
Because when you read the Bible, it's like having a conversation with God and Jesus. It just is. And if you never felt that before, you're missing out on the biggest source of love and direction you could possibly find. Why are you shortchanging yourself? Why are you putting yourself at a disadvantage? You're just downgrading yourself to somebody not close to Jesus. And that's a problem. Because a daily strong connection and conviction with God will serve you well. It's a constant source of encouragement and power that never runs out. So if you're thirsty for that, for, for that tall, cool glass of water, go God's way and read the Bible, especially the New Testament, because God will pick you up with his own hands and hold you with security and love. So you can do the same to another one day. Yeah, it's a chain reaction type of thing. The book says, if we have died with him, we shall also live with him. And unfortunately, on the flip side of that, if you deny and reject him, then Jesus will deny and reject you at the end of time. It all comes down to loving God with your whole heart, mind, soul, and strength, and accepting Jesus as the representative to teach you his ways, to draw us to him. So we can one day help draw others to him down here on earth. You see, everything is interconnected. Like an electrical panel with all those different colored wires coming in and out, intermingled with one another. It reminds me of when I put 20 to 30 night crawlers in a bucket when I was a kid. They all were so entangled, becoming more and more slimy with this clear gook all over them. I didn't have the courage to ask my parents what that was. In fact, I still don't. Have you ever thought of eating a night crawler sandwich? Neither did I. But evil is also interconnected, which is the point here. Talking about the principalities and levels of evil. Really, it's one big conspiracy working together for evil and ultimately for evil's commander, who is Satan. The best way to spread the love to family and friends and to support Don't Bring Up God is to go to pavlinskypoems.com. We have the most beautiful 8x10 frameable cards available for mom, dad, son, daughter, sister, friend, girlfriend, boyfriend, or spouse. Perfect for birthdays, anniversaries, any special occasion, or just because. You can get the 8x10 frameable cards separately or on plaques. Whatever you decide. So go to pavlinskypoems.com. That's P-A-V-L-I-N-S-K-Y-P-O-E-M-S.com. Thank you. I've been on this wretched planet for 87 long rolling years, sitting on my back porch rocking chair. I'm old just like Biden. I forget just like Biden. I lose my train of thought just like Biden. But there's a couple of things I don't do. I don't grope women and girls like Biden. I don't tell weird stories about my leg hair and swimming pools like Biden. And I don't run for president when I no longer can remember what eight times seven is like Biden. He belongs in a rocking chair next to mine on the porch. I'm like an old hairy owl perched up on an even older oak tree. I can see everything from here. Hey, who's that? 
Young whippersnapper kid on my lawn again. Hey, you! Get off my lawn! Why are you Martha! Martha! Get me my phone so I can call 911. Yeah, you on my lawn. I see you. By the way, this is Don't Bring Up Gun on WAEB 790 AM. If you want to call the show, it's 610-720-7900. I see you! If you want to give a buzz, the number is 610-720-7900. The book says, keep reminding people of these things, of these godly things, and charge them before God to stop disputing about mere words. Coming up on seven years with this Don't Bring Up God show, I've repeated myself out of the Bible many times because repetition is necessary to learn. We are commanded to remind people over and over until they get it right, until people actually start listening and behaving accordingly, because one or two passes ain't going to do it. We have to be diligent at our task, reminding people of what's really important so they don't waste time on things that are not. That's a big tactic of the devil, once again, to confuse and muddy the waters where you're spending time on things that mean nothing. Things that just waste time. We got to know the difference and stay on things that can move mountains and that can save lives. And we do that by reminding and repeating the word of God to all who will hear. In Jesus's time, when there was rampant illiteracy and no books around, Jesus several times warned the people about forgetting about the miracles he accomplished. Because when the miracles were fresh, all the people were jumping up and down, doing cartwheels, bowing down to Jesus. But with the passage of time, they forgot and didn't care anymore about it. That's a problem. That's why Jesus emphasized the idea of refreshing your memory and to never forget the miraculous greatness of God and Jesus. And repetition goes hand in hand with that. In the Bible, within a couple paragraphs, sometime, sometimes God repeats the same thing three times in a row. And you're thinking, is that really necessary? Well, the answer is yes, because he knows full well the short attention span and memories of human beings. These positive memories need to be refreshed and reestablished in our minds, never to be forgotten. Because that's what evil tries to do. It tries to erase history, especially the history of God the Father and Jesus Christ. If they can eradicate it from the face of the earth like they're trying to do, then how do people even have the opportunity to learn and understand? Hey, you heard uh, my little promos about uh, PavlinskyPoems.com. Uh, here's another one. Tired of buying cars for people on special occasions to just be thrown away? Get an 8x10 frameable card that lasts forever, as you can frame it, or they can frame it, putting it up in their living room or bedroom that hangs forever. Go to pavlinskypoems.com, where you have a choice of getting the 8x10 frameable card separately or already on a plaque. And thank you, because the more you spread the love to your loved ones, the more you support this Don't Bring Up God radio show. So that's pavlinskypoems.com. Yeah, if you have time, uh, sneak it in there and just uh, a couple taps and you'll be at the website. 
I thank you beforehand. PavlinskyPoems.com. We also have the podcast. Let me remind you of that. Don't Bring Up God podcast. All you got to do is search it. The don't, uh, don't Bring Up God podcast, and you can, and you can be there. Uh, listen to the antics of the bored guy over and over until you puke. Yeah. We got a little time left. Yeah, on Memorial Day weekend, we usually get less calls for whatever reason. I guess people are busy or they had a party the night before and, and sleeping late, but that's okay. Again, another way, another reason for the podcast. If you miss it, go to the podcast. Search Don't Bring Up God podcast. But in the meantime, let's go back to this Stephanie Gretzinger. I'm so impressed with her. And I'm going to ask the board guy to play a song. It's by it's Stephanie Gretzinger, Confident. That's the name of the song, Confident. Uh, it's, a, it's just a beautiful thing. I, I must have listened to it maybe 50 times in the last year. You know, it's just something that's there to to help you. Stephanie Gretzinger, confident. Yeah, we'll play that. It'll soothe you and relax you with her angelic voice and her passion. And there's plenty of women that have better voices than her, but it's her passion and it's her sincerity that comes through. Listen to this. You're always moving in the unseen The breath you exhale sustaining me Before
a call. Who's this? Paul. What's up? Morning, Rob. Lee Valley. I was just thinking, is there such a thing as a happy Memorial Day? Uh, when you reflect back, you think of all the men and women that gave their all for us, you know, for our freedoms and stuff like that. So I just wanted to say thank you to all the men and women that gave everything. And thank you especially to their families that are still around. You know, we're going to picnics and stuff like that, and all they got is memories. But uh, but God bless every one of them. And uh, And I think... You know, I think it's important every time you see a vet, every time I see one, I always walk up, thank you for your service and sacrifice. I think we need to do that more often, be more appreciative of what God's really given us. I mean, look at this, look at this blessed and beautiful day we have to celebrate with our families and stuff like that. But yes, let's remember. Let's definitely remember those who fought in the war and died, but also the survivors. Let's not forget about them. Pray for them. Because, Amen. Because they've been ignored, especially by our government, and that's just not right. I mean, they're thrown yeah. away like garbage. They come here and they're thrown out in the streets with no help, especially years ago. Uh, you know, yeah. let's pray for them. Yeah, I mean, we're... We we treat them at second rate, and now we've got we've got all these illegals coming in. We take care of them before we take care of the vets. A lot of times, it, it's just shameful. And uh, like you say, we got this cackling fool and the empty sock puppet that's in charge of everything. You know, it's we got to get our eyes off of them and keep our eyes on God. The drunken God. hyena. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and he's I don't know. It's it's just shameful. That's all I can say. But, uh, well, that's we, we why there's a God. We don't rely on man. We rely on God, and we pray. That's our strongest weapon. Thanks for the call. Amen. God bless. We got another call. Who's this? Hey, good morning, it's Joe. What's happening? Yeah, yeah. Paul. I mean, Paul's right. Um, I mean, Memorial Day it comes every year. You were talking about repetition. We need to be reminded repetitively of these things. And, and Memorial Day is to honor those fallen who died. You know, for our nation, our nation's wars, for our freedoms, every every good thing we have about this nation, it, it was fought. And if you think about it, this is an application from when the war was started in heaven, when Lucifer rebelled against God, that started the battle for truth for the souls of man. And uh, this is kind of, a, you know, a picture application of the gospel, because in, in Romans 5, it talks about how Christ, God himself dying for his enemies to save us, and that's all of us, because we're all sinners. So that would be like a, a war today. Um, let's take Russia and Ukraine. And it would be like a Ukrainian dying uh, to save his enemies, Russia. So there's no greater love than that, because that's exactly what Christ did for us while we were his enemies, than the ungodly sinners, people who we're at war against God because of our sin and rebellion, yet he loves us so much, he became a man, died, you know, suffered, died, was buried according to the scriptures, that's the gospel, the third day. So in, so in the new heavens and the new earth, there will be no more war and fighting and yeah. killing. Isn't that a good Amen. thing? No Isn't that a good thing? Uh, absolutely, Amen. Uh, and no more sin. We won't even be capable of sin, so it'll all be... Uh, eradicate it will be transformed literally not into christ but into the, the sinless uh, perfection so we'll be more than human uh, uh, with our new glorified bodies we'll be more than just quote unquote human right 
or yeah, what? Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's yeah, there's indications of that. So um, it doesn't explicitly state it, but um, yeah, we'll have immortal bodies. I mean, I don't think we're going to have to eat necessarily or go to the bathroom or take showers or any of that stuff anymore. So that's something other than strictly a human being. Um, Well, I mean, it does talk about in Revelation, new heavens, new earth, the tree of life, and it'll be given the fruits for the nation. So, I mean, it's implying that there'll be eating. There might be some eating. and Jesus yeah, ate the fish after he di- after he died and resurrected. I mean, there could be, and yeah, but there ain't going to be no more bathrooms and porta potties, are there? Seriously, <laughs> no, I'm know. serious. I, I don't know. Uh, no more toilet paper. No more spraying like after you're done. <laughs> right. Probably. Yeah. I hope not. So it would be one of those things. Uh, probably will eat for enjoyment and not out of necessity. And sometimes the spraying is worse than the odor. The what? Sometimes the spraying in the bathroom when you're done is worse than the odor. Oh, well. Isn't it? I I, I would agree. I would say there will be none of that. Um, I'm hoping. All right. That's all I'm saying here. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be perfect. I mean, there'll probably be new things. I mean, God's so creative in this world, yet it's fallen. And there's such things in this world that, you know, amaze us. and things to enjoy and things like that. So, and that's you know, and that, and that's I mean, not true with evil because evil is not creative. The the um, Satan and the bad guys they do the same tricks over and over and over again. And unfortunately, people have been falling for them for for such a long time, for decades, centuries. But once we get wise to the tactics, they're dead. They're powerless against us. Right, and that's, uh, that's, that's Satan's M.O., his modus operandi. He can only take uh, what God created and Yeah, he copies. He, you know, he copies and he counterfeits the bum. All right, I got to go. Have, have right. a good weekend. Everybody have a good weekend. All roads lead back to God. Tyler, we love you. We'll see you again. W-A-E-B, Allentown. Listen on your free iHeartRadio app for all your music, radio, and podcasts.